Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. We are so close to the end of this Boo Good season, and if you haven't entered our Boo Good Challenge on Facebook and Instagram yet, you do not want to miss out. It is super, super simple. Just take a picture of your best Boo Good activity, like carving pumpkins with your kiddos, or my personal favorite, hosting a sleepover full of scary movies and s'mores. Hello. Tag us at BGCFKY for your chance to win a Boo Good basket full of a few local favorites. We're talking snacks, maybe some coffee, maybe even, I don't know, a $50 giving card courtesy of BGCF. (laughs) Get out there and boo good. And while you're at it, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY. You can also visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the do good and boo good opportunities we have in our community. Today's guests were so fun to have in the studio. There were a lot of high fives and fist bumps, and they are honestly the perfect hype men for any podcast host. They are hailing from our neighbors in Grayline Station at Harvest, and they are joining us today to talk about their plans for their education program and future expansion. We also talk quite a bit about tomatoes, which I love. Here is Amy Samples and Ramel Bradley. Hi, friends. How are you? Hey, Courtney. Glad to be here today. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Amazing. Now, before we really dive in here, why don't you take a second to introduce yourselves and what you do? Ladies first. (laughs) Thank you, Ramel. Um, Amy Samples, uh, VP of Community Outreach at App Harvest, and I have the pleasure of working on a lot of our efforts to be good neighbors in the facility communities where we have operations. And that looks like finding partnerships um, and standing up this ag tech education program, which we're really excited to be here today to speak with you about. And love working with my colleague right over here. <laughs> and I love working with you, Amy. It's, it's, it's like an adventure. Um, my name is Ramel Bradley. I'm the community director with App Harvest. I've 
think I'm considered now an OG or an OM, <laughs> original member of the team. I have the pleasure of working with this young lady in the community. Um, I've made a recent transition to the office of the CEO, um, working on some government relations stuff. Um, but I mean, I think with me and Amy, if we're called on anything, to go anywhere, to do anything, to feed folks, just call us superheroes. It's the dream team, <laughs> dream truly team. the dream team. Now, App Harvest has really become a staple in both Central and Appalachia, Kentucky. And before we get into the specific reason why you're here, because I'm super excited about that, I am really interested in your origin story. So how did App Harvest come to be? Oh, gosh. I'm sure um, it's a long story. You I, can give me the condensed. I'll give you like I'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds. Fantastic. I made a transition from a professional athlete to be with my family who was going through some things and support my community. I got a phone call from CEO Jonathan Webb. He told me he needed me to move from Brooklyn, New York to a holler in eastern Kentucky in the hills and he wanted to farm on a reclaimed coal mountaintop. Fast forward, we, we start this amazing ag tech program in Pikeville, and I'm having lunch with some colleagues, and we meet Amy. <laughs> and Amy is recently moved back from Michigan, getting her master's degree, and she had heard about our company. And once we got her resume, she was hired, and we began building out an awesome program that we will now have in about 20 schools. and four facilities and over a thousand employees and a seed of inspiration and a beacon of hope for the bluegrass state of Kentucky. Mm. And I'm proud to be doing it with her. We love it. Let's talk about that program. You all can do the big reveal. Introduce us to this massive program that you all have launched. Well, sure thing. Um, we are so proud of the App Harvest Foundation Ag Tech Education Program. This is at the heart uh, an investment in our future. Uh, by way of investing in our young people in our public schools. Uh, this Ag Tech Education Program is currently launched at uh, 10 schools and two are about to launch. There's actually one being announced um, on Friday Yay. and another next month. So this is an opportunity to introduce controlled environment agriculture to young people. So the world needs up to 70% more food by the year 2050. And that is a significant uh, lift. And we as a society have to find ways to take a step toward that problem. It's a problem uh, not unlike climate change that is so big that we have to start to wrap our arms around it. And the best way that we can think to do that is to start with our young people, because when you can impact a young person's life, you not only impact the trajectory of their life, uh, but it's the best way to get information to their family members, too. They're much more interested in listening to their nieces and nephews and children than they are, you know, even even Ramel or Amy or whomever else. Um, so this Ag Tech Education Program is a way to get um, high-tech agriculture technology in front of young people. And we've had a phenomenal partnership with FFA uh, in getting this content in front of students um, with both curriculum and a hands-on living learning laboratory where they are growing food for their peers. And we're so excited that there's that hands-on component to how this program works. So not only are they learning about the social, environmental, and entrepreneurial components of a control controlled environment agriculture, they're also enjoying the opportunity to grow food that is literally going on their cafeteria salad bar to feed 
their classmates. Absolutely, as well as have a foothold on one of the fastest growing sectors in the world, which is controlled environment agriculture. I mean, we can literally grow food all year round. They're learning about sustainability. They're learning about infrastructure. They're literally serving their community and becoming the entrepreneurs of the future that we need, especially in a time such as this. Now, let's talk about kind of how these ag tech education programs work, because I'm sure at least if you live in Lexington and you've ever driven by Gray Line Station, you see the truck outside that has the growing plants, you all are posted up everywhere. Is it similar to that? Or do you go and build greenhouses? Like, what does the program look like? So Up Harvest has a 60-acre farm out in Rowan County, Kentucky, and we are building and completing three more. So we're quadrupling our business size this year, like Ramel said, an incredibly fast-growing sector with great career opportunities. And the Ag Tech Education Program is focused on youth education. So we're at high schools, and these are microcosms of our big farms. So the um, closed system um, irrigation, uh, fertigation, and the climate control systems and the high-tech lighting systems, the HPS and the LED lighting arrays, um, these are there are similar things in this small-scale microcosm of our big farm. And that's how we feel really confident and, and have had it ground truth by some of our growers that this is a really great introduction to what needs to happen, so much so that we have worked with um, Kentucky Community Technical College System to start to bring in a, some adult learners, too. So um, partnering with some substance use disorder uh, and recovery groups here in eastern and central Kentucky to introduce this technology to folks who um, might want to come try a new career. We're a fair chance employer. We um, believe that the future of food is um, broad enough that there are a lot of seats at the table that uh, we need a lot of people to join forces here. So these these microcosms um, of our big farms are, are learning laboratory for people to grow food in. And we're mm -hmm. really excited to share that, not only with those adult learners and the high schoolers, we also, um, Ramel can probably share a little bit more about our great partnerships with 4-H and increasingly uh, looking to partner with Junior Manors too. Absolutely, so, oh my gosh, it's been about 90 days, what are we, three to five days into the fall? So just over the summer, we've engaged over 500 youth um, through the 4-H organization. Um, we've had camps with 4-H organizations and about four, was it three different counties? We've had students um, tour our offices downtown across the street from Rupp Arena. We've also had them in our new test kitchen here at Gray Line. Um, and it's been quite amazing to develop these students, not only inside of the classroom, but in the growing sector, in the growing field of agriculture, and to also continue to develop them as servants and human beings that we want in our communities. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been empowering. We wake up and we, we got our juices is flowing because it's um it's really good. Now, how do you all choose which schools to partner with? Is there a list and you're just like, all right, we'll start at the top and we're just going to check all the way down until every school in the state of Kentucky has this? Or what are we looking at in terms of building more opportunities across the state? Sure. So we're very excited to continue to tell the story with, with schools that are interested in learning more about controlled environment agriculture. Um, to date, um, as, as mentioned, our portfolio is about 12 strong, and we are looking to have those 
um, opportunities in our facility communities. Again, we really want to be good neighbors. So in Richmond and Berea and in Rowan, we have um, these programs up and running, and we're, we're looking to continue expanding that. Uh, we also think that it is not a one-size-fits-all. So we are really focusing program growth on the um, curriculum side of things and making sure that this is a, an accessible body of knowledge, um, democratizing, you know, the future of food and how to approach controlled environment agriculture. So we're really excited to be partnering with the D Kentucky Department of Education, um, with FFA and with some other partners who want to see this information get in front of more young people. Uh, so we're really working on scaling out different types of options. Absolutely. And when you say more young people, not only are we working with FFA and 4-H, but we also are working with Junior Manners. And Amy mentioned the program that we have, the partnership here at Carter G. Woodson. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but if we look at scale of things throughout the entire country, there's less than 2% of African-American farmers. Even when we look just here in the state of Kentucky, for almost 60,000 farming operations, less than 600 of them are Black-owned. Mm. And so when we talk about expanding um, engaging more folks. We also want to focus on the urban and the rural communities. So let's talk a little bit about the technology in this program. Now, I also lived in Brooklyn for a while. Shout out Crown Heights. Shout out to Brooklyn. Yes, <laughs> Brooklyn. But I did grow up on a farm and I remember, you know, like there were tractors and it was like your standard old McDonald. <laughs> kind of technology, but that's not what we're talking about here. Like you were talking about LED mm -hmm. lights and everything being formulated indoors. How is that? One, how is that happening? Because that just sounds crazy to me. But also, if people don't really have a full understanding of what this new look of agriculture looks like, can you break that down for us a little bit? Okay, so our chief technology officer once referred to the farm in Moorhead as a 60-acre robot because it's so highly automated. For temperature, for humidity, for light, we have 300 microclimate sensors that continuously monitor conditions to optimize plant growth. We use autonomous carts to bring empty packages for harvesting. We return them with filled produce back to the pack house. We have a closed-loop irrigation that enables us to use 90% less water. I mean, we have a retention pond that's 69 that's 10 acres the size of 69 Olympic swimming pools, uh, 30,000 LED lights and high-pressure sodium lighting. Um, I mean, it's just a beautiful, um, if I might say, Disneyland of fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Love Disneyland of fruits and vegetables. That's exactly where I want to go. Now, how is this program not only affecting the students and the people who are participating in these ag tech education programs, but how is that flooding out into the community who may not be a hands-on participant in the program? Mm -hmm. Well, it's been really exciting and empowering and kind of uplifting to watch this program unfold, um, especially during the pandemic. I'd love to do a shout out for the Round County Senior High School team there. They mm. utilized their container farm and this ag tech education program to continue growing food through the pandemic. And they were able to do it with such efficiency and aplomb that they were feeding students uh, through the, you know, the lunch program through the pandemic. One of my favorite pictures um, from that time period is a little second grader eating. A, it was a whole head, a mini head of lettuce that they, mm. the, their, their food <laughs> service instructor had turned into a salad. This big smile splashed across the second grader's face. And, it, you know, it was a really challenging time. And it was fresh, healthy food. 
need. So these are, you know, the very practical ways that this program is impacting the community. The food is getting out, not just to the high schoolers, but through those school communities. And it was starting conversations about what's possible. And I just find it very uplifting to see also during the Eastern Kentucky flooding, uh, one of our programs, Floyd County School of Innovation, huge shout out to Justin Smith, their, mm-hmm. their ag ed teacher there, and his students chose to donate 45 pounds of leafy greens. That's hundreds of servings mm-hmm. of dark green, nutritious food via the Red Cross for an emergency feeding program. So these students are not only learning about CEA and the systems engineering and the horticulture behind how to do CEA, they're learning about civic service and mm-hmm. what it means to use food as um, a sign of love and a sign of inclusion and a sign of caring um, through these, you know, we've all been through some really challenging times recently and, and the power of food brings people together. So I think that that is one of the most exciting ways I've seen this program take kind of an unexpected turn towards uh, significant impact in a community. Mm. Absolutely. And entrepreneurship and education and all of those other things, mm-hmm. but more the things that you can't see, like our family members have more energy now mm-hmm. because they're eating healthier and our family members are living longer because they're eating healthier and they're more active and their brain is functioning a lot better and they're able to do things that they didn't think quite possibly could be done. And it's all happening because of agriculture. And we have farmers that are growing food that are bringing food home to their family members. So all of these things, and that's the main driver. It's beautiful. Quality of life. like The quality of life. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you all have 12 ag tech programs you all are announcing a 13th on Friday. Is that true? Do I have those numbers right? Uh, <laughs> so it'll be 11 on Friday. We'll have a public launch. But what we, we figured out is that it's really important for the students to learn how to grow food before uh-huh. we do the big celebration where they have their elected officials and community leaders coming in. So... Uh, yes, it, there are 10 that have been publicly launched. We have a launch event for our number 11 on Friday, and then we'll be announcing the 12th one this year. Fantastic. And then have a number of other irons in the fire in terms of program expansion. Where do we go from here? What can we expect from this ag tech education program? Well, I know that Ramel is having a lot of really fascinating conversations and, you know, really making sure that we continue to expand the dialogue around how to get food places it needs to be, even right here in Kentucky, including, you know, Frankfurt and Louisville. And so there's a lot more to come there. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's really important that we look at how we can continue to grow in a way that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. We're so fortunate to be in partnership with the Bluegrass Community Foundation to, (laughs) yes, ma'am, to be hosting our App Harvest Foundation. So um, we are in sustainability and, and expansion mode for this program. Um, it has had a lot of interest, which we're so humbled by and excited by, but it also won't happen without partnership. So um, anyone who is excited about investing in our young people and the future of food and creating farmers and futurists, um, this is an opportunity to do a charitable contribution to the App Harvest Foundation. Would would be remiss if I didn't do a plug here. Um, that it's it's an opportunity to you know support our young people with looking toward a future where, um, yes, there could be a pathway to university or to a two-year degree or a certificate, or it could be a direct from high school work opportunity. I think it's really important. Another thing that this program works hard to do is to honor all those different paths that mm-hmm. people might walk in their lives. And it's everything from, yeah, a certificate, two-year degree, normalizing that, 
creating, you know, this positivity around those is great choices that young people can be making in addition to a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, wrapping our arms around those folks who have had substance use as part of their story. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all this concept that the future needs us. And now is the time to take a step toward that. So this App Harvest Foundation is that opportunity to get this content in front of young people. Um, and then one other thought is that it's just really important that we all, like Ramel was saying, you know, at our dinner table, when we're looking at the people we love most in the whole world in the eye, like, let's have conversations about where our food comes from. Mm -hmm. Let's not take it for granted that mm -hmm. everything we always want is going to be on that grocery store shelf. Um, because without being too you know, cynical, it might not be. Mm -hmm. So we have to take control over that future. And that's, that's why I'm at this company. That's why I'm so thrilled to be supporting the App Harvest Foundation and this Ag Tech Education Program. Mm. Snaps. Yeah, that I'm, was. I'm, it's it's high up here. I'm on my soapbox, guys. It's really tall. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Now, kind of going off of that, talking about sponsorships and ways that people can be more involved. If there's somebody who maybe doesn't have the financial ability to be a, a sponsor, what are other ways that people can get involved, not just with this education program, but at Harvest as a whole? Well, I think we have many volunteer opportunities. Um, we do lots of st stuff in the community to serve the communities. I would say, you know, he actually kind of loves this. Zach, Z-A-C-H, at App Harvest. He's our director of talent acquisition. Email Zach. He'll find you something. Just share with him your passion for our company. He'll get you in the right place. And I do want to underscore, too, I think that's great. And I think um, having those conversations, um, even if it's not dollars, uh, to the foundation, which is, you know, a lovely thing. But for sure, it's it's very important that people have these conversations about what is important to them. And that can look like uh, that conversation around your dinner table. It can look like calling your school superintendent mm -hmm. and saying, hey, have you looked at this? Could you Do you think we could try to get this program at our school? It looks like talking to local elect elected representatives. Um, you know, this is a new industry for Kentucky, and, and we're working hard with our, um, you know, our elected officials in Frankfurt to make sure that we're able to be successful. So being supportive and being open-minded about what agriculture is, we, we have a lot of conversation about that, and we're, we're here for it. Um, but what we, per I think that we, I can say that we, mm -hmm. we believe in is that um, agriculture is a both and. It takes mm -hmm. this deep respect for the traditional ways of growing food and those backyard gardens and those hoop houses and these large CEA facilities. That's the way we see it. And we just encourage people to have those conversations and they can be very thought provoking um, just to broaden our horizons on what's possible. Yeah, and be proud of the work that's going on in the state right now. Mm. You know, be proud of the work that's happening here. You know, Kentucky is Broadway for the United States of America on how to come together, how to empower, how to feed, how to serve. And our students, our kids, next generation, they can stay here and be successful and create jobs and be innovative. Mm. So. What if I told you there was a way that you could participate in a super simple, super exciting online giving challenge that this year alone will help support over 200 nonprofits in Central and Appalachia, Kentucky? What if I told you you would be participating in a record-breaking year for philanthropic giving at Bluegrass Community Foundation? I'm telling you, you need to get ready for the Good Giving Challenge, kicking off Giving Tuesday, November 29th, and ending December 2nd, because it's going to be a week of giving you don't want to miss. 
Visit bggives.org to see how you can help local organizations grow and thrive going into 2023. That's bggives.org. I know that you all are here today to talk about the ACTEC education program, but I want to give a big shout out to how much your CEO and your company did for flood relief starting last year. And as we mentioned earlier, BGCF administers the App Harvest Foundation. And last year we were partners in the Appalachia Rises fundraiser, which raised $1.3 million for flood relief. Now you all set a real precedent with that fundraiser and that continues to make change in the relief efforts. And with that precedent setting support, how is App Harvest and the Ag Tech program potentially changing really the fundamental future of Eastern Kentucky? That is a great question. And I too um, was humbled and um, just inspired by our CEO's leadership um, with that catastrophic flooding. And unfortunately, you know, we've seen more catastrophic flooding. And I think it's that light and that being willing to still jump in the deep end on responding that I take personal inspiration from. We're facing some real challenges um, as a society. And I think that the ability to get in the ring, get in the arena, and to try to make a difference is what I take away from that action. And I think it's what Rommel, the App Harvest team, and all of our partners, including Bluegrass Community Foundation, do every day. It's looking for the opportunities for how to do good mm. in the world. You know, and shout out to Eastern Kentucky. Shout out to everyone who's been dealing with, with de- devastation and catastrophic flooding. Shout out to all of the folks who lost everything. You know, I just want to... I want to shout them out because they continue to persevere. Mm. And I want to shout out everyone else who's been in Eastern Kentucky, boots on the ground, they're serving. I want to shout out our partners at ARH um, and Holly Harris. They've been doing great work. And, you know, and shout out the Craft family who continue to do great work. And and the Couch family who continues to do great work. And Matt Jones and UK Basketball and everyone who supports you know, everyone who, when it's a time of crisis, when they need it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's not just App Harvest. It's, it's not only all of those folks that I mentioned. You know, Eastern Kentucky is a, is a whole region. Appalachia is a whole region. And shout out to all the whole, everybody from the hills of Appalachia because they continue to persevere and they inspire us. And so we're here for them anytime they need us because mm. it's our responsibility. Mm. That's right. That's right. Beautiful fist bump. Oh, I wish everybody was in there, in here to see that. That was very cute. <laughs> um, so I'd like to share that also our mission has not been to create a single company, but to help create an ecosystem that supports sustainable business and that can re- create thousands of good jobs for generations to come, jobs that can last and keep our talented youth here in the Commonwealth for a good long-term career. So this this program, the Up Harvest Foundation Ag Tech Education Program and everything that our company stands for is about creating a brighter future. So thank you for this opportunity to share a little bit about how we spend our days and just let's get the word out about, you know, this great 
program and and celebrate, like Ramal was saying, all these young people who are just jumping right in on growing their own food. It's pretty exciting. We've been doing it for generations. People, you know, have these great family farms. And now this is just another tool in the toolkit to keep uh, making sure our food system is secure. Mm, we love you guys. We appreciate you all so much. Thank Likewise. Now we are going to do something fun. We call this the BGCF Fast Facts. Fast Facts. But we are going to do this app harvest style. So I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking too much into it, you're going to give me the first thing that pops up. Are you ready? Not really. Probably not. (laughs) No, I'm nervous. What is your favorite part about working at App Harvest? Favorite part about working for App Harvest is growing food, creating jobs, serving communities. I think he, I think he nailed that one. Do I do it too? Oh yeah. <laughs> that was an us answer. Oh yeah. <laughs> we we can Same. call that a collective answer. Yeah. I think he nailed it. If you had to describe App Harvest in three words, what would they be? It absolutely has to be faith and grit. And since we asked for three, I would say food. Um, mm. Those are the things. Faith and grit are how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And food is the outcome. It's beautiful. Mm. If you could, and obviously will, expand your ag tech program to anywhere in the world, where would you want your first international stop to be? I would want the first international stop to be every county in the 120 counties in the state of Kentucky because the Bluegrass State is an international hub. Mm. It is an international hub, and we do international business here as well as local and domestic business. And I wish more folks outside of this state would recognize that. And I wish more folks inside of this state would realize it and be empowered by it. Mm. So 120 counties, and then we'll discuss anything else. (laughs) That's a fair. Now, the App Harvest team is so special. Again, we love you guys. Is there someone on your team who is especially inspiring to you this week and you want to give them a shout out? We got to both answer that. You, you go first, Amy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, golly, there's so many people who are... This hurt. week? I know. Yeah, this week. Well, it's one Wednesday. Of, one of the things that we should share is that um, working for a startup that is so new, there are MVPs every moment of every day. Absolutely. And that every day feels like a week, and every week feels like a month, and every mm-hmm. month feels like a year. So um, there are heroic efforts going on um, every single day on this team to grow, you know, 60-acre farms. So Absolutely. I think I'd like to give a shout-out to our Moorhead farm team, who is acting as a unit. That's how I'm going to squeak that one in there. Mm-hmm. Um, They're getting us ready for season three, and they are just nailing it. They're working as a cohesive team. They're doing it with trust in each other, and we have a great team out there who is just rising to the occasion, and it's exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it, Amy. That was a good answer. Okay. Aside from that answer, and all of our other facilities and partners and stakeholders and everyone across the across state of I would say, I'm just going to keep it, okay, I'm going to keep it 100. Okay. Amy Samples. Mm. Ooh. Snaps for Amy Samples, Mm -hmm. VP of Community Outreach. Let me tell you why. I cannot tell you why because we're going to announce it very soon, and I can't say anything until we announce it. But the conversation, the meeting that we had before we raced over here to meet with you, Mm is going to be transformational. 
And so, literally, this week's MVP is oh, Amy Samples. I love that. Yes. This Big high five. generous. Thank you, Ramel. Team effort. A lot of, like, for this to happen, mm-hmm. what we're about to do for this to happen was not easy, was not easy, was not easy. When can we expect news? Do we know when we can expect news? Soon can we as, not say? As soon as soon as we put the fi- final finishing touches, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be big news. The mystery. Okay, why do you all love our community? Can I stop? You I, wanna... I no no no. I'm looking. At, uh, I'm feeling a big Blue Nation moment yeah, coming yeah, from Ramel Bradley it, as well. There should be please. <laughs> this 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 place welcomed me molded me, educated me, gave me opportunities after opportunities. The people here supported me. They showed me love and they kept me safe. Mm-hmm. And that's all my mother really wants when I'm not away when I'm away from her. Mm-hmm. So that's my reason. Whew, uh I love Ramelo and I love the way he sees his family and the way he sees community. It's it's powerful, so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he has a chance to share some of those thoughts. And I can't even imagine how proud your mom is of you <laughs> as a mom myself. Like that's just really powerful. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that, Ramel. Um, I am a native Kentuckian. I grew up here. Um, I am one of those people who did leave for a while because I wasn't sure if I could do what I wanted to do in my professional career here. Um, I left for about 18 years. Came back about five years ago, like Ramel mentioned. And um, this is a very special place. Um, it, people do count us out and underestimate us as Kentuckians, and they really shouldn't because there are powerful things happening here, and the passion that runs through the veins of um, our community members is palpable, and it's just really wonderful to be part of a company, a benefit corporation that is working hard to do the right things uh, with environment and with um, social goals. Um, and being a great employer. So this has just been a remarkable opportunity to uh, take a next step in my professional career in my home state, and I couldn't be more proud to be a Kentuckian, and that's special to this place. Y'all call me Misty. Oh, I love it. It's the best. Mm -hmm. Not the last question. I'm taking that back. Tell us where people can stay in touch with you, how they can stay in touch with App Harvest, this ag tech program, you two as individuals. Give us all the goods. Social media, I would say follow us on social media, App Harvest on Instagram, App Harvest on Twitter and Facebook. Um, sign up on our website, appharvest.com. Um, I mean, follow Jonathan Webb, our CEO. See, I mean, he has a personal page. It's not a lot of CEOs who, who are in control of their socials. Follow him. Um, sign up on our LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then please do check out uh, appharvestfoundation.org. That's where you could make a small donation or a large donation. And you can learn more about um, the 10 programs that are up and running and the news that uh, Romel alluded to. Hey, here's how I'm going to bring that full circle. Keep checking that website. When we're ready, we'll do we'll do an announcement there. So uh, just really excited to share this work. Thank you for that question. That is so exciting. This is the real last question. Okay. Beef steak or on the vine tomatoes? Both. <laughs> That's a good one. Both mm-hmm. and leafy greens. I love TOVs though. That's I, I like TOVs just because I like to slice them. Mm. Slice them. Yep. A little oil. 
little garlic salt, powder. Little, pe- little pepper. See, you got the garlic powder. I do the salt and pepper, then I crush it. And mm. cucumbers, cucumbers. Just cucumbers. Oh, oh, no, no, leafy greens. <laughs> oh, leafy greens, TOVs. Love it. I love fruits and vegetables. Love it. Love it. So good. Guys, thank you all so much for being here today. We are seriously obsessed with you guys. I feel like we're going to be like actual best friends and I'm going to come hang out with you guys oh from time God. to time. You should do so that. just let me know where you need me. I have no green thumb anywhere in or near That's me, okay. but I can, you know. You've got a lot of heart, Courtney. I've got a lot of heart. Yes. We can work with that. I love that. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney we, we, we will be having a lot of events. We have some more facilities coming online. We have a whole host of awesome people working with our family that need to be highlighted. And so, I mean, I'm sure, talk to Amy offline, but we can figure out with some of our events if you want to do some live stuff. Fantastic. And you can shout out some folks. Yeah, we like all of the above. We're family now. Yes. We're literally steps away from each other. So let's. Yes. Let's keep this rolling. Yeah. All right. We will see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us on our website at BGCF.org to stay updated on all the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests.